You're listening to Skyhawk After Dark Welcome to the Hanky Panky Podcast with your host, Coraline Jewell, a number one international best-selling author, director, porn star, swing club owner, and lifestyle coach. We'll delve into all topics related to the adult industry. Everything from porn, panty selling, custom orders, webcamming, swinging, BDSM community, polyamorous lifestyle, and more. Intrigued? Curious? Coraline is an open book and will share her experiences and knowledge in the world of sex. Let's welcome your host, Coraline Jewell. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Hanky Panky podcast hosted by me, Coraline Jewell. Good to see you guys here. As always, we're bringing unique and different guests to our show for you guys to uh, learn from and listen and sit back and enjoy. So always, as we start, we do a big shout out to Skyhawk After Dark Radio for airing us on their network. We are also on Full Swap Radio, which is every Friday at 12 p.m. and 8 p.m., I believe. And I think that's Pacific Standard Time, but you'll have to double check. It might be Eastern. I have no idea. And then we will soon be able to be heard also on K97 FM radio. Uh, they'll get they have just picked up our show. And then of course, Spotify. YouTube channel is a great one to go to because you can see our videos and also Apple iTunes, along with any other really podcast network that you guys listen to. And then big shout outs to our sponsors. We have new sponsors jumping on daily. We've got my God, I can't even think. It's just you have to look at our sponsors on the right-hand side of our website, Hanky Panky Podcast, H-A-N-K-I-E-P-A-N-K-I-E podcast.com. And you can get access to a bunch of different discounts on clothing and adult toys and swinger lifestyle apps and um, events. And that's about it. So definitely take a look at that. And without further ado, let's get started. My next guest today, well, I was contacted by, I believe it was your, is it your social, your agent? Is it your agent? Uh, my uh, PR. So she publicist. Your PR. So she's your publicist. Okay. And yeah. she reached out to me and said, you know, she listened to my show and said, she, uh, thinks she had that I, she has a guest that, or, uh, or she has a client that I would uh, enjoy having <laughs> on the show. Right. So as, as you guys know, our show is all about breaking the misconceptions and the judgment that those of us that join the adult industry or get involved in the swinger lifestyle or BDSM or kink or whatever it may be, did not necessarily come from broken homes. We were not abused when we were children. We are not drug addicts. Um, and we choose to make this choice because life turns you in that direction. You know, you, you are handed um, an opportunity and you either take it and run with it or you don't. So I'd like to welcome Dee Siren to my show. Welcome, Dee. How are you, darling? Good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> it's, just a, it's a hot summer day for both of us. You're in, you're in LA, right? No, I'm in Houston. Oh, you're, okay. Well, then that's I'm even in hotter. Texas. Yeah, yeah, way hot in Texas. Yeah. That's even that's even worse. Okay, yes, because I'm in California and I'm freaking dying. But I can't complain because last weekend we went out to Palm Springs and it was like 110 degrees. I yeah. thought to my I thought to it's myself similar. Oh. It's similar in Houston. Yeah. yeah, I thought to myself, what the hell am I doing in the summertime, the hottest time of the year? <laughs> going to I mean, it was a clothing optional resort, but still, I didn't even come out of my room. All my swinger friends were like. We didn't even see you. And I'm like, it's too fucking hot out there. I was in my, <laughs> in my room. You know where to find me. Come to my room. So 
Anyways, all right, so I'm going to get started, but let me just tell my guests a little bit about you. So you were a teacher and you made the switch to the adult industry. I'm going to take a guess like 2008, something like that. Yeah, I uh, I was a kindergarten, first grade teacher okay. um, for about eight years, and uh, I became a swinger during that time, Okay, uh, like, later on in that time. Um, once I was done having my kids, I have a family, and I've been married for 28 years, so oh, wow. yeah, um, so we were swingers, and we were just part of that lifestyle, and then I, I just got, you know, kind of not tired of the teaching because of the children, but really not down with the system. Um, so, you know, I just really got tired of the public school system and needed a change and had a friend who was a webcam model and, um, she did it on the down low and told me about it. So a summer, um, that I wasn't teaching and I thought, okay, let me give it a try and see how it goes. And honestly, I made enough money to almost cover my whole year's salary in two months. So it was like, no question about it. I'm not going back. So, okay. So I'm going to get to, I want to get to like the background and everything like that. But before I go there, um, so you were nominated in 2009 for AVNs for most outrageous sex scene. Is that correct? 2015. 2015, most outrageous sex scene. And then you've had numerous nominations for Best Mill for AVN as well. Yeah, those are all recent, like over the last, shoot, over the last three or four years, I've been nominated. I'm just, I'm just saying, I think you and I jump on screen together and we might actually make something (laughs) out of it. (laughs) Right? You never know. All right, you guys. So let's get into it. First of all, before I go to your background, how did your husband feel after being married for so many years, kids, when you went to him? I know you guys were swingers, but it's different when we're swingers and we're not doing it on film. So now you go to him and you say, okay, I want to be an adult performer in the industry. Did he say no, no, no? Or did he say go for it? No, he was the one who recorded everything. So we own our own studio in Houston. I own Saturday okay. Studios. And um, he was always the picture guy anyway. So in our swinger group, he was the, always the one who recorded everything and took pictures of everything and shared it in our groups because swingers are normally very discreet. And they don't really want to share anything with everybody. So Correct. Um, even though they are discreet, they like to take pictures and share with each other. So, um, he was the one that always did it anyway. So it was kind of just a natural thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, he was all for it and okay, cool. Yeah. You we've guys- done it together. We actually have done it. To- he's a performer. He's also the videographer and director. And so, yeah, we've, we own the production studio. We've done it together for 13 years. So, okay. And you shoot with other, you, you shoot with other male talent as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Cause I run a swingers club. I've got about 18,000 members, but I always tell my, you know, my community is no ways in hell. Are you allowed to have a camera in that playroom? Unless you guys are in your own room on the hotel property and everybody in there is consented to it. So, um, but exactly. Okay. So let's go to your background. Are you from Houston originally or where were you born? Um, I was born in Austin, but yeah, I'm a Texas girl. I grew up in Houston, live in Houston. Um, Um, and family life growing up um, in your family when did were your parents married did they divorce no they're still married they've been together since high school so super conservative family um once they found out I was in this industry it was a super shocker um to the whole family I was pretty much disowned from the family except for my parents um they stuck around uh, mainly because I have children and they were good grandparents and you know now that I've been in this industry for a long time they've 
understand it. I can't say my dad will ever like be okay. Like, yeah, but he's, he's okay. I I'm a certified sex educator. I, um, have taken this and, you know, kind of gone 360 and taken what I've done here and use my education. And I have a degree in sociology and psychology. And so now I've taken it and teach adults. And so it's like, I'm teaching my mom and dad about things that they don't understand. And um, so it's, it's very much um, something I'm also an intimacy and relationship coach. So I'm a life coach um, for other relationships and, and, you know, even my parents. So it's kind <laughs> of so turned cool out, you know, that they, they've learned something from me. So I love that. Cause you're very, you're very similar to me. You know, it's the same thing. I'm a, I'm a mom. I was married. I came from a good home, good family. Um, I'm an author, same thing, you know, and I do, I do lifestyle coaching, all that kind of stuff, motivational speaking. And I'm in the same situation that when uh, my family found out uh, my mom has accepted it and my dad, we are still, you know, he's not okay with my book and he's not okay with the fact that my book was dedicated to him and, you know, we're working through it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it takes people like you and me and many of my other guests to show my listeners and those listeners out there that have parents um, who are not accepting them. Or if you are a parent and your child or your sister, or your brother has gotten involved in this you know, industry that you need to accept them for what they are and see the different doors that have opened for us career wise, you know? Yeah. What, I mean, he's, he's old school. He's a Southern Baptist, you know, I mean, he's not going to be you know, he's in his seventies. He's not going to change his mind, you know, and I don't expect him to. And, you know, I just accept him for who he is and that's fine. You know, he's never, um, he'd never been happy about it. You know, one of those silent, um, people (laughs) just never really said anything about it. The same Um, as me, my my dad's in his seventies, Jewish, (laughs) Jewish upbringing. Yep. Same thing. He's He's seen that in the last 13 years, it's been nothing but positive in my life. And um, I've raised three children who to one graduated from business honors school at UT and has moved on to a great career. And the other is now at UT and is going to be a doctor. And the third is homeschooled. And, you know, I mean, they're all great and we have a very normal, regular family. So outside of my career, nothing I do is odd. It's actually much more, um, open to being able to be with my family, which is a lot of reason I did it in the first place. Um, my last child was super young. He was little. Um, and my only, my other two had grown up in daycare and he was like the last one. And it was a chance for me to be home with him. So webcam gave me the opportunity to stay home with him and work from home. And, gave me the opportunity to have a flexible schedule. So it was part of the reason I did it is to be able to be at home with my child. Yeah, no, I'm I'm exactly the same as you. Same thing. You know, mine were young and I felt like, um, you know, I was dropping them off at six weeks old. I was dropping them off at a daycare, you know, and picking them up at 6 p.m. And what's that, you know, life for me as a mother for my babies? So mine are still uh, there. One's almost, you know, one's almost 18. The other one's 13. But, you know, now I can be home and I can do my stuff from here. And it gives us an mm-hmm. opportunity to be a role model in their life and play, you know, yeah. be their mom, be their mom. OK, so did you have any siblings growing up? I have a one brother. And does he know? I'm assuming he knows. Too. Yeah, he, he totally disowned me. So we don't have anything to do with each other. Okay. He lives only about 20 minutes away. And um, my youngest son is friends with his children and they okay. still have a relationship, but he and I 
don't have See, a relationship. That's, so. that's, it's sad. It's sad. It's frustrating. You know, it really but, is. You know, I, the way I feel about it, he's, he and I are super different. We always were super different, you know, and that it just really showed me a split between the type of people that, you know, our family and the type of people I wanted to be around anyway. And, and, you know, in my opinion, if you're not going to accept me for who I am and what I've chosen to do with my life, even though it doesn't affect your life at all, then, you know, say la vie, whatever. Yep. Amen, <laughs> amen, girl. Amen. I mean, that's exactly, that's exactly why we do what we do. Okay. Because I want my listeners to realize that it hurts. You know, the fact that the fact that my father calls me and says to me, you know, I read your book and I go, oh, OK. And he says, I can't speak with you right now until I speak with my therapist. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, are you serious? I wrote an international number one bestselling book and I dedicated it to you. But you can't speak with me like an adult. You know, that hurts. That hurts yeah. because it's like, you know, my entire life was, you know, trying to better myself and be a good mom and be financially stable. And then, you know, he's the person who motivated me to do that. And then he won't talk to me. It's like, come on, you know, so it's sad, but maybe we can help other people not uh, be so judgmental, you know, by sharing our story. I don't know. In my opinion, the way I look at things is, is everybody's different. Everybody has their own way of living. You can't change another person. All you can do is just be yourself. And I just believe that you have to be an authentic person. And what I've realized is every single person that doesn't like me doesn't, it, they're not authentic people. They, they don't like themselves. They don't like their own lives. It's right. almost a jealousy factor. Um, you know, I've heard him say things, you know, and this is just my mother telling me, you know, things that, you know, he thinks that I'm braver and I, I take more risks in my life and, you know, and it's just almost like, uh, well, I just haven't chosen just to go a route of having a job and doing this or that. And all he, you know, all he cares about is money. So it's, it's just like, well, you know, what's money? It's not even yeah. real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I always say same thing, you know, that you're saying we're not hurting anybody. We're helping other people. Actually, we right. are, you know, being good parents. You're being a good wife. And um, I feel as though, you know, as long as you don't hurt anybody and you don't harm yourself in this industry yeah. or in the swinger lifestyle, whatever it may be, you know, it's about communication and honesty and accept or don't judge and just move on. But, you know, don't talk shit. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> Um, okay. So let's see, uh, how did you guys get involved in the lifestyle? I guess swingers, you and your husband, what was your first introduction? Do you remember? Um, I guess it was actually my husband's birthday and it, you know, we, I guess we had talked about it. We had discussed, you know, we've looked online about some things and, um, looked into some local swinger groups online and kind of just gotten into chat rooms and things like that. Okay. And, then, and I think we had talked about, uh, talked to some people about some local clubs around town. And finally it was his birthday. And I was like, well, why don't we go check one out for your birthday? And that was kind of it. And just moved on since then. So you got in about the same time I did like 2008, 2009, like that. Yeah, it was well about 15 years ago. So, so that did was like, you, did you look on Craigslist? We started on Craigslist. Oh, sure. Yeah, where yeah, else yeah, to go? Well, I'm a hot wife. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was his whole thing was he liked to watch more than anything. So, um, even though of course he did hook up with other people and everything like that, it was, and we've done all that, you know, right. it was mainly always about watching at the beginning. And okay, he liked um, to watch. so it was, 
um, yeah, I mean, we to find single men, it was always Craigslist. Like that was where you found them. So right, yeah. right, right. And then I think we're. I think I remember we also dabbled on SLS at the time, and then that led us to other mm-hmm. sites. Okay, what would you say? I'm gonna start with this craziest. Let's talk about your craziest scene. Your scene that you did in the industry that was nominated. Why was it nominated as like the most outrageous sex scene? What'd you do? What'd you do, D? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it's. It's like a do- double prolapse scene. So like my body is really crazy and weird. And <laughs> I mean, it's a, basically I can push everything out of my body. <laughs> so okay. it's like a, it was an anal and a vaginal scene. And I don't know, my legs were behind my head and everything can be like, I should, I can show my cervix and just like. Rose Holy shit. Stuff, just, stuff. just, just you and one other male. Yeah. Me okay. and Mike Adriano. Yeah. It's for evil angel. Okay, so that was craziest. And then now the craziest story of something that you've done in the lifestyle that like in the certain lifestyle that even you kind of walked out going, holy shit, I can't believe I just did that. I liked it or I didn't like it. But craziest thing. Um, I've probably done a lot more in my because I film mainly for myself. So I have like over 400 movies on my own website. Okay, Um, And so I've always used my professional life as you know, or I've always used pro porn to kind of just market my porn, which is more pro am. Um, and I've, I've done more that in that than I ever did in swinging. Um, you know, I've done orgies and swinging probably the most I ever did swinging was like, I don't know, have an orgy on top of a building or something like that. Um, but kind of fun. Okay. (laughs) But, um, I've done like a 40 person blow bang, I've done gang bangs. I, I'm a crazy one. So, yeah, I've done everything. So yeah, I mean, if you just look look at my website, <laughs> like I've done everything. Like I'm I'm a crazy woman. So what is your favorite? What do you really mostly enjoy? Um, public sex is my favorite. Okay. Like straight up. Like that's just honestly that's, that's a turn on. My, yeah. And I, and it's, it's all really most natural for me, I guess I've always had public sex. So like, it doesn't come like, I don't think it's like weird or, and I don't feel uncomfortable. I just kind of go with it and it's fun and it's exciting and kind of risky and yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I say, you know, people always say to me, you know, what's the swinger lifestyle like? Is it really just like a husband and wife or a boyfriend and girlfriend walk in? And then at 11 o'clock, you ring a bell and you're like, penis is out, vagina is open. And I'm like, not quite. You know, no. it's, it's you know, everybody's got their own little fantasy that they want to fulfill or, you know, their kinks or their fetishes or what they like. And I like to be watched. That's kind of my thing, too. I'm an mm-hmm. exhibitionist. So um, is there anything on your bucket list like Either whether it's in the porn industry or stringer lifestyle or just in your regular, you know, life with your husband, anything that you say, I haven't done it yet. I want to do it. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, I like honestly, you. no, I've, I've really done everything. There's nothing physically I haven't done. Like I've had my vagina electrocuted. I've literally done everything. <laughs> I'm really you guys, the, this, this I'm was really your the, kindergarten teacher. <laughs> yeah. I'm really the girl who just doesn't say no. Like I just don't. I don't say no unless I I've tried it. Like if I tried it, like I've been tied up, I'm not into it, but I did it, you know? Okay. Um, so I, I try things and then I, if I don't like them, I don't like them, you know, but if I do, then I keep doing them. So, yeah. um, I've, <laughs> I don't think there's anything really that I haven't done that I want to do, except like I said, maybe just location. Honestly, that's my answer is like, take me somewhere else. That's cool. Like I just, 
I would like to go to Bora Bora. <laughs> I'd like to okay, go okay. to the south of France and, and like be outside. And, okay, and so there. do something so. different there. Well, you never know. One of my, li- my one of my listeners might just pop you on an airplane for a little while. Yeah, but there we go. The, I just want to go somewhere different. <laughs> the, 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 the key is they have to take me with you. <laughs> okay. We can, see, we can um, work that out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that. You know, I always tell people, you know, sometimes when fantasy meets reality, okay, and we try it and we go, eh, didn't really like it. So, okay, now, you know, you don't like it. Don't do mm-hmm. it again. Or sometimes maybe you try it and you go, okay, well, I didn't like it this time, but I think I know why I didn't like it. And so yeah. let's try it. Let's try it again, but let's change this or that. It's about the communication and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, let me see here. I want to talk about, oh gosh, that's right. You were in a car accident. When was that? And tell us about that. That was in 2015. So I actually, I was in a car accident in September of 2015. I got nominated for the AVN in December. So it was actually like the same year. I wasn't able to go to AVN for my nomination because I was in a car accident and broke my neck. Um, So um, yeah, I mean, that really put obviously a damper on things. (laughs) I was kind of at the top of my career at that point. Right. Um, And so I, uh, I broke my neck. I've had two neck surgeries and I have a crushed shoulder. Like I have no rotator cuff in that shoulder. Okay. And then um, I have nerve damage all over on the left side of my body. So oh. up until like a year and a half ago, I was in a wheelchair. Um, so that's what I was just about to ask you. Like, how yeah. long were you not able to work or shoot or be in the hospital? About- five years oh my god so you're just that was 2015 and then of course COVID hits yeah it was about I I got the October before COVID so that was what October 2019 because then I think everything hit October November December January February March so about five months later so okay yeah so that October was the first time I came back um, to the industry. And I attended like an event, um, actually got nominated because I got, came back and went on to Pornhub and got nominated for best newcomer on Pornhub, (laughs) even though I had been around forever, it was just like loaded up all my old videos and it was like, wow, you you have so much. And so I got nominated as best newcomer, even though I had been around for it. Yeah, so that's so frustrating um, for the car accident. You weren't able to work or anything. Was it your fault or somebody else's fault? No, someone else. It was an old woman. She she clipped my back tire and spun me up onto a median and I hit a light pole and it knocked the light pole down. And yeah, I, honestly, though, like I I should have died. <laughs> like, I mean, to yeah. be honest, like my head came off my neck, like my spine. So like for me oh to be God. alive is is just a miracle. And I mean, I like my, I don't have feeling on the left side of my body. So for the fact that I can walk, um, I've severely broken my left foot several times because I can't feel it. can't feel it. Okay. No. So now it's put together like with screws and pulleys and pretty much like it's a robot now, um, because I just can't feel it. And so I just damaged it so bad that I just kept breaking it and breaking it. So it wasn't just the neck. It was just like continued to damage yeah. So I, mean, I had, yeah, I had like five surgeries over that time period. And, um, honestly, just to be here is like amazing. And that's what I was just going to say to you, look at you, how you picked yourself yeah. up and you said, I'm going to, I'm going to keep on going. I'm like, well, it was just like, I never expected to come back. 
Um, I always owned my studio. Um, so I worked behind the camera and okay. we actually, we, I still filmed when I could every once in a while, cause it was just fun. Um, and I, so I still updated my videos on my studio during that time. Okay. Um, and then I started, my husband started two other websites at the time. So we expanded our studio to be a network of websites. And so there are two other websites on there that are other talent and we hired talent to work for us and actually made it a bigger studio because of my getting injured. Um, You were able to work behind the scenes and keep that going. And then you decided that you felt that you were better to come back in. So yeah, exactly. Um, when did you then decide to pursue like getting uh, certified to be like a lifestyle coach and sexologist and stuff like that? Did that happen during that, that time? That was over the pandemic. I actually okay. did that. I, I'd already considered it the whole time I was injured. Um, I was actually going to, I have a degree in psychology and I was going to get my master's in certification in clinical psychology during the time I was injured. Um, but then once I got better, I just kind of, well, for one thing, I, I, there's some discrepancies within clinical psychology. I don't really believe in, um, they actually don't teach sexuality in clinical psychology at all. Um, it's not part of the curriculum. Um, so I have issues with that, um, considering so many people like two thirds of the population have sexual trauma and they go to a psychologist for treatment. Um, and unfortunately, those psychologists are not trained to treat you Correct. Um, in your sexual trauma. So they treat it just like basic trauma, which is, you know, you're an onion and let's peel your layers or you're some cheese and let's, <laughs> you have holes all in you. Um, let's fill up those holes. So it's not, you know, as simple as that. So, you know, what I have learned and done research on um, over the five years I've been sitting there after I finished watching every criminal show I could possibly imagine (laughs) is, you know, just the basis of, you know, sexuality and, and really just becoming a sex therapist and becoming a um, sex educator along with my psychology background. Yes. Um, You know, my, my whole thought process was to be more of a life coach and to, to really help people understand that it's really more, you know, internal and that you have to really, really fix yourself before you can help a relationship. So, you know, and it's, and to deal with sexual trauma is, is very individual and very independent of just basic trauma therapy. So it can't just be held dealt with the same way. Yeah, I mean, I like that you do that. You know, I've had a bunch of, I've had numerous guests on here, like um, L.A. King Shrink or, you know, Dr., you know, uh, Tom Murray, Dr. Lee Phillips. And they, um, they do, you know, more focusing on um, someone that maybe goes to a psychologist because they think there's something wrong with them because they have some kind of fetish or kink. And then, you know, the psychologist is to tell them, yes, you do have something wrong with you. They, you know, um, are, they deal in kink and BDSM and swingers and, you know, polyamory and, uh, you know, BDSM. SM and all that kind of stuff where they help you, you know, understand what it is that your fetish or kink or desire is. And they help you, you know, uh, work through it and how you can mm-hmm. um, enjoy it and experience it instead of being told that there's something wrong with you and you need to change your ways and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, so you're a little bit different, which I like because, you know, you'll actually take somebody who's got sexual trauma um, in a different, you know, uh, realm, but they can be open to talk to you because you've got so much experience in so many different um, avenues. 
Yeah, and it's, I don't know, the way I look at it is it needs to be approached more holistically, um, not just specifically on, you're not just your sexual trauma, um, because it, personally, I've been to so many therapists, and that is, you know, the moment you tell them you're in the adult industry, yep. that is your problem. Yep. You know, everything else that you actually went there for is not your problem. Your problem is that you're in the industry. And the, you know, that's really not my problem. And that's right. probably the only thing that is, is actually okay. <laughs> and, and, and stay and, you know, easy to deal with, but they want to go back and they want to treat. Um, plus I, I have, you know, my understanding, let's just say psychology likes to treat the past. They like to go back and fix, fix what's messed up from the past. Exactly. Um, and you know, my belief is that you really need to live in the present and it's really important to be in the present rather than in your past, because it's super hard to go back and be, you know, a teenager that you're going to fix in the past, but then living in the present an hour later and walk away from an office and go, I'm confused and where do I go now? Right, so exactly. And exactly what you say right now is that, um, you know, exactly what you just said, you said you would walk in and they would say to you, oh, I know the problem. You're in the adult industry. You're a porn star. Right. Or mm -hmm. they would say to other guests that I've spoken with, oh, well, your problem is because you're the swinger lifestyle. That's, you know, get get out of that and you'll be fine. And mm -hmm. that's because, you know, I, I say this a lot on my show. I say, you know, I don't believe that I personally can help somebody with drug addiction or um, sexual molestation or, you know, um, sobriety or anything like that, because I haven't been there. I haven't walked in those shoes. OK, mm -hmm. so I don't think that I can help you if I haven't walked in those shoes. But can I help you with the adult industry? Can I help you with the swinger lifestyle? Can I help you with, you know, working in a brothel and trying to understand that? Yes, because I've been in those shoes. You know, mm -hmm. and that's so like someone like you, you know, that's why I, you know, it's, we always tell people, you know, if someone's listening, go to get help from someone who's been in your shoes, because yeah. if you don't yeah. and you go to somebody else, they're just going to tell you that it's your fault and you're doing it wrong and you're making it's your mistakes and stuff like that. So, well, um, and it's super easy to when you're when you're um, educated in something, it, it's super easy just to fall back on a book. Yes. And fall back on what you read or what you were taught or what, what you studied. Yep. And, and I've been educated in tons of things and I can always fall back on what a doctor said or what this doctor said, but right, exactly. none of them, just because, and you know, I do have people come back and will say, but you're not licensed and, and I'll, you're right. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I, I'm not going to put out there that I'm a doctor. I don't even want to be a doctor. <laughs> like I don't want to be a clinical psychologist because I don't really believe that practice is the right person to talk to about that, your issue. Like I right. don't believe they're, they're treating you. Every single person that I, I talk to in the industry um, or, or within these uh, non-traditional lifestyles that have dealt with any kind of trauma, they're not being treated. Instead, they're being treated as if they have a car wreck, um, you know, because the treatment for my car wreck is the same treatment they're trying to give me for my sexual trauma. And those are two different animals and, and you just can't treat them the same way. Like they're just completely different. And, you know, sexual trauma will truly like change you as a person. You literally yeah. split personalities and uh, it's something that you have to treat, you know, totally different. And, and you really can't go back and just fix that person from when that happened to them 
way back when you right. can't, you just can't do it that way. Right. It's just not the present. Yeah. So let me, let me ask you this. Um, so if my guests, so give me some of the different ways that they can find you. If they're looking to join your website and they're looking for adult content, how would they find you there? Um, my website is Mrs. Siren.com M R S S I R E N dot com or dsiren.com either one goes to the same place goes to that okay uh-huh. and then um, if they're looking for if they want to talk to you or reach out to you to get some help with something on the on the psychology side on that side what um, would they do that is the love siren.com love uh, okay yeah it's the love siren.com um and those are all linked up to my instagram which is official d siren and then also there is uh the love siren which is the dot love siren those are both instagram my twitter is pretty much everything which is just at mrs siren m-r-s-s-i-r-e-n okay perfect so when i put up your links i'll make sure to put all that up for you and stuff okay um okay have i not touched and i always have a question at the end but have i touched or have i missed anything that you want to share with my listeners um i mean I have an OnlyFans. I have everything. Like I, I don't know. I do. I constantly work. So <laughs> I, I'm a work. I'm a workhorse. <laughs> I'm a workaholic too. In fact, like today, like somebody wrote me and they were like, uh, they want to talk about going to Chicago for the. You know, they said, can you can you yes. talk right now? I said, I got eight minutes. Eight minutes before this interview, <laughs> and then this webcam show, and I'm yes. doing this, and I got to do this. Are you going to be at Exotica in Chicago? I am not going to be in Chicago. Um, I probably will be in Miami. I am an ambassador for Triple X Nifty, which is a new NFT website. So um, if you're interested in crypto and NFTs, then I'm an ambassador for them. Um, New company. I also am an ambassador for ePlay. So I'm live on ePlay several times a week. Um, So all that's also on my website. I I literally never stop working. So (laughs) you can find me me somewhere. My, my best suggestion is just follow me on, follow me on my, uh, I swear oh to God, you, lady. you, you are me. The only difference is you got a Baptist dad and I got a Jewish dad. There you go. <laughs> oh my God. Well, we'll definitely have to link up then in Miami because I will be there sure. for that as well. Um, okay. Then my last question is I always ask my guests to give one piece of advice to my listeners, if whether they are considering the adult industry or they just really, really, really cannot, you know, wrap their heads around the fact that a family member or a friend of theirs has chosen this career, what would you say to them? Um, I mean, honestly, I, this is the adult industry. This is like my family. This is my people. Like we are just, I don't know. I've found my people here and you know, of all the industries I've ever worked in, it's, it's the most positive, most inclusive, um, really just great energy of people and we're all small business owners we're like super intelligent people who work constantly and um very creative and i mean we're innovative people who come up with things before everyone else hence only fans like i mean you know everybody else wants to copy everything we do um and then we're kicked out <laughs> because you know it has right? to do with right? it has yeah. to do with adults because you know oh crap sex has to do with it so we got to kick those people out um but the fact is is that you know entertainment comes about because of us in the first place because we're the innovators of everything you know hollywood comes to us and says oh my gosh what's that webcam site they don't even know what it is you know so 
you may not, you may think it's negative, but we're the people who actually start everything. So, you know, and, and honestly, as somebody who just came from the vanilla world, you know, yes, it's all, it's all only been positive for me. I've literally had no negative experiences. It's all just like everything else. There's bad apples everywhere. Like of course. that's just every industry, of but course. we take care of our own and we help each other. Um, we have a union that is super recognized. Yep. Um, and you know, it's just like every other industry. So I don't see a reason why you can't do what you want to do. I love that. I love that. And I agree with you. I mean, from my experience, this is the one industry that I can reach out to somebody that I shot with 12 years ago. And they're like, what's up, Coraline? What do you need, baby? You know, um, mm-hmm. I've had I've had in all my scenes, all my shoots, everything. I've had one, one, one bad experience. And that was in the way beginning of my career. We won't go there. Mm-hmm. But besides that, every it's your family. It's your friends, you know, and it's my community. And you can reach out to each other and rely on each other. And it's like, if I ran into you at, in, in Miami, you know, you'd be like, what's up, Coraline? It's not, there's no negative, to, no, t- no negativity. Um, you know what I mean? There's no jealousy. If you're grown enough and adult enough to be in this industry, you're grown enough and adult enough to value your friends and the people that you've met. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you know, when it comes to body positivity, like there's so many different kinds of people from big to small to, you know, different, like color, everything, like you can be anything you want to be. And, and it's super individualistic and independent and even more so now, like, because we're all producers of our own content at this point. And now you don't even need a production company to do it for you. Exactly. You know, we have, direct contact with our fans that you make all your own decisions. So exactly. You know, if you want to be somebody that can run your own life and do it. Yep. And then that's it. That's what I wrote about the other day was about um, how, you know, it used to be this vision of, Oh, all porn stars are Barbie and Ken. Right. And yeah. not anymore. As long as you got a personality and a business mind, there's, you know, everybody's got a different cup of tea exactly. and um, you know, follow your dreams, follow your heart, be smart. That's always my advice. Be smart. Well, and it's honestly really more about your personality than it is anything. Like you, Absolutely. It, you, you can succeed on OnlyFans because of your personality way more than how you look. Oh, you know? absolutely. People, people are going to like you because of you. Exactly. Well, what an absolute pleasure having you on the show. And thank you for taking the time out to be with me. I'm glad we finally got to connect and do this. For and, sure. And um, I will see you in Miami. Yay. Sounds good. All right, you guys, make sure that um, you guys make sure that you guys follow D. If you guys like, put a like up on your YouTube channel, uh, comment, and um, we'll put all your links up there for you. And thank you again for being on the show. I really appreciate it. For sure. Such a doll. Such a doll. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Hanky Panky podcast hosted by myself, Coral and Jewel. Big shout out again to K97 FM Radio, to uh, Skyhawk After Dark Radio, and Full Swap Radio for airing us on their network. Till next time. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Hanky Panky podcast with your host, Coraline Jewell. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous podcasts. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Hanky Panky Podcast. Join us next time for another edition of the Hanky Panky Podcast. And remember, always be true to yourself.